Hello, everybody. This is a podcast, everything about hockey. If you don't like hockey, you probably won't like this podcast. What we're going to be talking about today is ESPN and a new NHL deal with ESPN and Fox. ESPN paid $400 million to broadcast games, and Turner Sports, which is now Fox, paid $225 million to broadcast games. Now, we're going to dig into the ESPN side of this and see exactly what happened the last time ESPN had the NHL. In 1996-99, ESPN was broadcasting games on NHL. At that time, they had 25% of their games on the flagship station ESPN. 75 games were on ESPN2, which basically helped launch ESPN2 into a standard station. ESPN used the NHL to launch ESPN2 until they got college basketball on board and basically then threw ESPN by the curve. Yeah, basically, they had the NHL to help launch ESPN2. Then, in 2002, Disney got total control over the NHL and the NBA. And let's see what happens with them having now college basketball and the NBA. Of course, ESPN then decided to make the NHL even lower on the priority of broadcasting. At that point in time, there were 20 less games per year. For example, in the 2002-2003 season, they didn't broadcast a game until December the 5th. Now, NHL starts in October. So they waited two months to broadcast the game. Then to make matters worse, <clears throat> there used to be a show called NHL Tonight, which used to show the highlights about 2 in the morning of all the NHL games that happened during that time frame. On 2004, they decided just to cancel that because of poor viewership. I wonder why the poor viewership was occurring when they stopped showing games. I wonder why they all of a sudden had poor viewership of NHL games on ESPN. They basically covered the same amount of games and covered on ESPN's on ESPN2 Sports Center the same amount of games and the same amount of information as they did 2002 all the way up to 2021. The same amount of information. And now all of a sudden we have to believe that wow, they're interested in hockey in 2021 and they're going to cover it from day 1 to Stanley Cup being raised. Boy, this is impressive, isn't it? And, of course, at the same time, they have this new online streaming ESPN Plus that you're trying to build and they're trying to promote. Just like ESPN 2 was uh, about 20 or so years ago. All of a sudden, now they got a new network, and now they need another program to stick in there to really promote it. Oh, here's the NHL. We can do that. We can put that in there and see what happens. So that's why I'm kind of suspicious about this new ESPN Plus deal. They're going to show 100 games on this network, which I've looked at. All they're really showing is soccer, which is a so-called niche sport, which they like to call NHL a niche sport. They're not going to give them the same big-time broadcasting as NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NFL. They just want to use ESPN and the NHL as a broadcast connection to their new one, ESPN+.
That's my opinion. Now let's get on to a couple other subjects. I also got another interesting thing here. Glendale constructed the Coyotes, but the 2021-2022 season will be the last in that arena. That means the team will have to find another location to play or in the, the Arizona area, which the ownership right now wants to go and stay in the Phoenix area. And, of course, Batman's really adamant about making sure teams stay in the original spot. So it's going to be really interesting to see where, where they go and what arena they pick. They do have the original arena that the IHL Phoenix Roadrunners played in, but it's only going to be around a 8,000-seat arena, 8 to 10,000-seat arena. So I'm not too sure if that would work, or are they going to just play temporarily in another location and then come back to Phoenix like what happened to the Carolina Hurricanes when they went to Greensboro for a while and then came back to Raleigh. I'm not too sure, but I think it's another interesting thing that's going to happen this, this winter in Arizona. Now let's talk about putting advertisements on the sweaters. You know, the hockey has one of the coolest things that those sweaters are legendary. You know, you have the Hawks, the Wings, the Leafs, the Haves. Those sweaters are just transcending over years. And it, it's going to really bother me to think that they can actually put stuff on these sweaters. It just, it's going to take away from the, the whole appearance of these things. You know, basketball, baseball, and football, they don't have as much history with these sweaters. Or they, I guess you should call them jerseys. They don't have this history as much as the NHL does with their jerseys compared to what the other sports have. And it's, it's just going to take things away. It's going to take the way the whole appearance of them. I, I disagree with that. You know, and now I, I'm going to admit, I have a real problem with Batman. I don't think he should be commissioner. He's not a NHL hockey guy. He's a basketball guy. He, and he does nothing that knows nothing about hockey. Okay, let's talk about the offer sheet for passing Kakiemi. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but the Carolina Hurricanes offered him a one-year deal, $6 million, with a $20 million signing bonus. This is interesting because a few years back, Montreal did the exact same thing with Yahoo. They, signed, they offered him a five-year deal and a $20 million signing sheet. The other interesting part about this is I wonder how the reaction is going to be for Batman and Daly, especially the players' union, how they feel about this tit-for-tat. But now when it comes to offer sheets, you know, they're, they're, now this is going to be a little grudge going on here. You know, and the last time they had these offer sheets was in 2012, Shea Weber, when he played for Nashville, Philadelphia gave him an offer sheet. And Ryan O'Reilly... When he was playing for Colorado in 2013, Calgary gave him an offer sheet. But that was never any real, real rough offer sheets like this says now with uh, the Carolina-Montreal situation. I, like, I can't wait to find how it's going to end up. It's going to end up really interesting. And plus it makes something good for the offseason. Gives us something to actually talk about and pay attention to. You know, because it's been a pretty slow month here. This is like a little midsummer wrap-up. Just a little odds and ends stuff that I've kind of came up with. Uh, thanks for listening to Everything About Hockey. I appreciate you listening to me. And I'll have another one here in the next uh, few weeks. Thanks a lot.